Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney. This is your favorite spot, the location, the place where the conversation is pointed, and the guests are sharp, and the responses, well, they're never dull. Today, we have Tanya Russell from New Zealand. New Zealand brains, yes, down there near Tasmania, down there near Australia, and now we're in New Zealand. We are all down in the land under. She has a very unique um, modality. She's an osteopath. I'm going to ask her what that means. I'm not really clear, but it uses a holistic approach. We're talking about mind, body clearing, and wellness and health alternatives. I like to provide you choices and options to different thought patterns, different modalities, different energy work, because that is how we expand and grow. It's not what it used to be. People are a lot more open to different options and choices. So let's welcome her to the show. How are you, Tanya? Hi, April. I'm really well, thank you. I'm really yeah. excited to finally get to be with you and chat Me with too. you and your guests. So do you like white, the color? Because you look gorgeous in it. There's a lot of white going on today, isn't there? Yeah. Thank you. you know, a lot I do. of people can't pull that off. You know? <laughs> no, they can't. I mean, I like white too, accents of it, but you know, mm -mm. do you wear a lot of white? I do actually. Yeah, I like accents of color as well. You probably can't see, but I've got accents of blue in in oh, in no, um, I see it. Well, I've got yeah. friends that wear nothing but black. <laughs> no seriously she wears nothing but black down to her underwear <laughs> and so we were talking to a colorist and it says it seems like she lacks imagination because you can get white from black but you can't get black from white mm, true you know? it's very clear though isn't it I it's mean, very it's clear very defined so maybe it reflects our how we're feeling and our personality I feel exactly yeah. and uplifting so I want you to color in the gray in between the black and the white how do you show up in the world Ooh, how do I show up in the world? Well, you know what? That how I show up in the world has really changed over the years. Um, I used to be, and it's very funny that you've asked this question about black and white, um, because I used to be very black and white, very right and wrong. Um, I previously to uh, my career in health um, and well-being, I was actually studying uh, computing and maths and logic and wanted to stay within what was right and wrong and do the right thing and um, worked a very, you know, a successful career in corporate and IT. And then I started to get the feeling of, oh, what, what more do I want to contribute to the world, you know? And it led me down this um, path of, of healing and wellness. And I wanted to, I realized I really loved helping people was, was the gist of it. So, so for IT for me was like helping make things easier and more enjoyable, you know, efficient. I loved all of that. And I loved the people I worked with, but then I realized, well, actually, how can I contribute this in a way that's, you know, really meaningful to me? And that was health. <clears throat> and so I went back and studied to be an osteopath. I really resonated with the, um, I sort of did a big blue sky thinking approach to my life. And I was like, well, if I could do anything, what would I want to do? And I, I um, 
knew an osteopath that was very inspiring in the work that he was doing. And I was like, oh, what if I could do that? And I sort of put it off for a couple of years because it was quite a long training course. It was five years of full time at the time. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. But then I just really loved it. I sort of dipped my toe in and I did a few papers and I really loved it. And I just thought, yeah, this is me. This is what I want to do is contribute more in health and well-being and get to know my own body and how it all works. And okay, so describe and define what is an osteopath. Yes. So an osteopath works with the body and it works with the whole body. So we're very tuned into um, feeling and touch. And so um, I can put my hands on somebody and tune into what's going on in their body, um, be that on a physical level where stresses and strains are in the body. And that can be uh, strains that have been from, from very long ago in the body and stored up in the body. And and that can restrict our movement. Um, Let me interject here. Just, I'm just trying to frame this for myself. Is this uh, along the lines of kinesiology, muscle testing? And no, no, no. Okay. I do okay. do that as a separate modality. But okay. the osteopathy itself is uh, more like a physiotherapist or a chiropractor, if you know, if okay. you're familiar with those. So it's a body okay. work. Yeah. And actually, osteopaths in the States are slightly different to how osteopaths in New Zealand and Australia work. I believe osteopaths in, the, in, in America are trained doctors. So you can train as a doctor in traditional medicine or you can train in osteopathic medicine. And so I know that osteopaths in the States are you know, able to prescribe medications and things like that. In New Zealand, so we're we more... come into your office and lay on a table? Yes, and do you yes. do inter well kind of, is it kind of energetic maybe like a reiki i'm trying to, i'm trying well to no it's hand out. hands on very much hand hands on and feeling where where the uh, particular um, joints are in space how the muscles feel that sort of thing yeah I, it's funny that you bring up energy though because everything is energy yeah. you know like every type of body work every type of healing work any anybody that you come across you you're, you're exchanging energy so I used to have a kind of a a, a woo-woo and coming from quite a black and white <laughs> perspective mm -hmm. before in maths and things I was like oh in science I was like oh energy it's a bit woo-woo wanted to stay away from that and then actually it's really funny because well is like, that well, because did you stay away because your 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 traditional way of thinking was um again very fact-based Mm -hmm. you know, very yes. logical yes and everything evidence-based and and proven and scientifically researched but actually now there's so much anyway there's so much research on energy and 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 things like that anyway everything is energy it's 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 I crazy mean, it goes that back, I, you know be before einstein okay. exactly so what was yeah. your aha moment what gave you what you know took you over the top outside of wanting to you know, work with people and contribute a little bit more? Did you have this type of work done on you? Or um, like you said, you had a doctor that turned you yes. on to it and then you just went ham, all in. <laughs> yes. So I uh, had uh, chronic fatigue and, mm. you know, um, or had, you know, it was a very um, sensitive person and easily overwhelmed, like emotionally and even just around other people. Um I felt like I needed to protect my energy and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I I had a lot of assistance from this particular um, 
uh, yeah, practitioner and he practiced originally osteopathy, but then he went and practiced another modality, which was called neurological integration. And that's a, a little bit more along the lines of kinesiology with the muscle testing and things like that. But it helps to sort of um, integrate the body, integrate the brain pathways, neural pathways. And it helped me a lot, a lot with the, the chronic fatigue and even uh, sort of some of the anxiety and and the panic attacks that I didn't even know were panic attacks at the time, but was in denial about. But it just helped me smooth out and integrate my whole body as well um, and, and led me yeah, down a few other tracks <laughs> along the way to discover the modality always refer to energy work or spirituality not religion brain spirituality a different level uh as woo woo as hoo hoo is that because they don't believe it they think that it's mystical they think that it's witchery they think that it is you know it's intangible yeah i mean yeah we're, we're talking right across the internet right now and i can't see any wires uh, I inhale the <laughs> air and I can't see it. I turn on the light switch and I can't see it. I mm-hmm. hear you very clearly and I can't see it. So brains, mm-hmm. things are much more uh, entangled, entwined than what we let our little minds believe. Uh, my mother said the whole, she said, baby, the things that I know could make a whole new world. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so true. true. And so a lot of people resist this. What do you say to a person that is skeptic? Because at once upon a time, you were skeptic. You mm-hmm. were a skeptical person. What would yeah. you say to that person? Oh, I, I, I would say I completely understand because it's the fear of the unknown. You know, like the world is big and, and things are possible, you know, and I think we're, it's a lot of conditioning from the past and even from our past and our past and our past and it's all been handed down you know to us and so we have this rightly or wrongly we're coming out of like a survival mode of operating you know from from being scared about new things and and being scared to explore wanting to keep safe and small and and you know what's absolutely you know known from the past versus what's emerging and I think it's about evolving but also being kind to yourself that if I think, you know, just being honest with, oh, I am scared about that. I, I don't know, you know, but it's a curiosity to explore and just to explore at your own pace and to do it in your own way, you know, I think that's the key. You said something very interesting. You talked about energy work. You know, uh, I do a lot of different things. Experimental, sure, why not? You try it. If I don't like it, I don't do it again. If I like it, I'm like you. I jump in with both feet. But when it comes to any energy work, I'm very careful. When it comes to meditation, I'm very careful on who I allow in my space because there's energy thieves. People will rob you of your joy, your sanity, your money, your sexuality. They will get in there and they will attack you. And then when you open yourself up to certain type of modalities, there are still forces in the world that exist. Yes, brains, there's bad spirits out there too they're all not fairies <laughs> with pixie dust so how do you cleanse yourself as you work with these people because you're taking on energy using this modality it's a transfer of energy what do you do to keep yourself as a clear conduit for your own health your own safety but also the people that you work with 
Mm, I think it's a really good point you bring up and that does go back to what we we're talking about before about the fear of it because I think there's a lot of fear of it and the bigness of it you know and what's possible like you say the good and the bad but um what I felt is what I've found is absolutely key is um is is your heart and that's why I, I practice with heart-centered health and well-being and your heart can harmonize it's so so super powerful your heart and it can harmonize anything in your space in your life the people that you're interacting with it can smooth out all of that for you and you don't need to protect yourself and to um those are all lovely and 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 can be really useful you know depending on where you're at but I found the more and the more I cultivate my heart space and ask my heart to take the command and I've done a lot of work I'm a golden heart wisdom ambassador and I do a lot of um I wouldn't even call it work it's enjoyment with them <laughs> enjoyable practices and it, it I just feel like it cultivates my heart space and that heart space automatically expands and mm -hmm. is emanating from me wherever I go so so there's no such thing to me anymore is is the good and the bad and it's just all emanating right. you know heart so yeah. based upon your in intention uh it can really kind of filter out mm -hmm. negativity yes. and protect you I, yes. I believe that I believe that and I yes, call it heart. heart you know yeah I mean even scientifically the heart is something like 500 to a thousand times more powerful energetically um electromagnetically it's been measured than your brain so it's actually such a powerful resource that even just breathing and having an awareness on your heart space mm -hmm. just even that has a really magnificent effect on your well, day I mean, when you do yoga you know you yes. do yoga the first thing you do is connect with the breath and they tell you to get heart centered mm -hmm. you know and then you align your chakras yeah. So I, I totally, I, I feel that. I totally mm -hmm. feel that. So tell me about a success story. Tell me about someone that you've worked with and you really made an impact in their life. Oh, gosh. Uh, in terms of, so I do, um, you know, with the osteopathy, uh, I would say there's been several people. I really love uh, people coming to me and they've had something for quite a long time. You know, and, and we're talking about a physical thing. I also do some mind-body coaching, which is um, on the talking and, and emotions and things like that. But in terms of the physical osteopathy, um, oh, I've had one particular one resonated with me that, um, you know, she'd had sort of um, tailbone pain for like two two years, I think, at the time. And I've treated people with even longer standing things, but she, um, you know, couldn't sit comfortably, couldn't drive, you know, having a really significant impact on your life and I think just by it's not always about treating the area that you think it's actually about looking at your whole body because right, your body is built like a like a house almost and you you either work on the foundations or you work on the top and you can align the whole whole thing so yeah that was been, that was a really That's good I, I love that too because sometime I got a sciatica that I should fly, fly to New Zealand but I'm thinking by the time I get to New Zealand, it's going to really be kinked up. <laughs> yeah. but also that we have to show up and we have to take responsibility and we have to move through the process. Um, mm -hmm. So many times in westernized medicine, there's nothing wrong with it, but pop a pill in about five or 10 minutes, you'll be okay. But we have had this opioid epidemic here where, you know, people are prescribed these medications and, then that's no longer helping them. Then they go to 
heroin because it's cheaper. They can get it on the street or they go to uh, uh, methamphetamines or, you know, the killer now is fentanyl. So you have a person that is really bound up and you work with them. But what you uncover is that, you know, the pain in their back is just a symptom. The actual root cause is epigenetic, something that's happened two, three generations before. How do you help them, number one, realize that this is really the problem and have the courage to try your modality? Because Mm. they're going to say, look, I tried all this other stuff and, you know, got the liniment on here. I got the Bengay or whatever, and it's not working. Why should I trust what you're doing? Mm, that's so interesting. I, 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 for me personally, a lot of people come to me because I've been referred from other people. So it's, you know, that, that helps as well. But also um, what I would say is that <clears throat> what I do, and this has sort of grown out of the osteopathy now, you know, I'm wanting to help more people and work with more people online as well. And this is how I've translated what I do in terms of what I've learned through the osteopathy and through actually feeling the body. Like I think one of the the biggest blessings for me is having been able to work with health, with the body. I, I, I feel the body. I, and I also feel health. And this is the key I find because people come in and we, we can be focused on what's wrong and what doesn't feel good and it's about acknowledging that in the body when you acknowledge where you know fully acknowledge what's going on and being able to tune into the body that's one thing and then being able to tune into health so I don't think we spend a lot of time normally you know tuning into what that feels like we're so familiar with what pain feels like and what discomfort feels like but we're not familiar or as practiced perhaps um in what this concept of health feels like. And I work with this health, which is a frequency, which is an energy, which is something that we can all feel like health exists already. You know, no matter how, where you are on a healing journey or in any aspect of your life, um, we can all access health. We can all access this concept of health. It's not something that's outside of us. It's something within us. We are, if we're alive, we have health. You know, it's just it's just a degree to which it's expressing in our body. And so there can be somewhere, you know, I like to just sort of take a breath in and then acknowledge what I feel at the time. So if there's anything coming up in my life, be that a emotional thing or something that's just happened, or perhaps it's a pain or restriction. And I take a breath and I think, oh, where do I feel that in my body? You know, what is my body giving me right now? What's what's its signal? You know, it's about working with the body. So it's like, okay, what have you got for me? you know where is where is this but then it's also about I mean giving that what it needs you know like soothing that um yes you talked about medications I mean that's going to help just calm that signal down so so it makes it a little bit more accessible Yeah, but it's it's just a it's a quick fix uh, eight hours until you need to get it again yeah 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 yeah, exactly so it's the cultivating it's that that and then it's also the cultivating the health so it's like okay and where perhaps in that time when that's a little bit more soothed that area that doesn't feel good it's like okay and what what does health feel like you know like if you look outside or even look out the window or is there something in your life that does feel like health and it's health feels like a brand new one billion dollar bill 
because Be good. you're wealthy. If you <laughs> don't have your health, you don't have anything. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's a lot. So I'm glad to know that this is some uh, mind body work that you can also take and have in your toolbox when Tanya is not available. Yeah, you know, exactly. Or, when, or you grow because, you know, in all honesty, if you've got someone that keeps coming back to you, in my opinion, for five years, they haven't learned the lesson, they haven't healed, or they just think that you're super pretty eye candy and they want to see you all the time, which <laughs> is true. But you want to be able to, it's like when I coach, I want to be able to you to go beyond me. I want yes. you to yes. heal beyond me mm -hmm. because now I know that you have learned, you have grown, and I can see the benefit of the work that I provided you. Um, okay. It's like a therapist. So, you know, I've, I've known this one person. I love her dearly. But she's been seeing the same uh, therapist for 15 years. And I'm saying, oh, but I, therapist is great. Okay. I, you know, I get that to a degree and everybody needs maintenance, but you live this for 20 and you keep talking about it for 15, you're still there. I'm hoping that, you know, when people go through whatever, or when they, you know, if they come back to me and they have the same financial problems or the same marketing problems or this, you know, the same presence or lack of presence. You didn't learn. You're not really trying to grow on your own because, you know, that it's only so much handholding and babysitting that I'm able to do that's going to benefit you. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I agree. It's about empowering people. And that's what I realized. I was like, well, where is my limit here? Is it just the people I, I work in a village called Clevedon? You know, is it just the people of Clevedon? Is it just people of Auckland? How many, you know, how can I grow my impact and how can I? empower people like you say it's the hardest thing actually to, to face sometimes as a as a therapist is actually letting go of your clients yeah. it's like no I, I actually I actually don't want you to see you again but I do you know like because they actually I really enjoy enjoy my time with my my clients and it was something that you said actually it's it's how we're relating to that person so we could go and see the same person for 15 years and that's okay if if it's not a dependency do you know what I mean because there's some friends that I've had for 15 plus years and and I love them dearly you know and I don't need them to grow and evolve beyond me I want to go through life with them you know as, as a friend but if you're seeing someone as a as a client as a therapist I agree it's it's the empowerment and the best right. the best thing is, that's is, what is showing them yeah they showing come, them what they're capable of yeah they they come to you to unlock the mystery yeah they come to you to, you know, to heal, to expand, to grow, to, uh, to become a better person or a better version of themselves. They don't come to you as a crutch. Yeah. I wouldn't think, you no, know, no. Would... and that's exactly where I'm going at the moment is how well, the best thing I can do um, is to. I, I read this book, um, The One Thing. It's this really little book, but it's about um, the, the one thing that could make everything either easier or, or not necessary anymore. You know, what's the one thing in your life or what's the, and I think of myself when I'm treating somebody and um, or seeing them online, I'm like, what's the one thing I can do is to tune them into health. If I, I can tune a body into health, like literally align it with health. And I think if I've done nothing else in that session, and this is with the online as well. If I do nothing else 
than than someone be in my space and be able to tune into health and me show them how they can do that themselves <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> that is the most powerful gift I can give people and so that's where how I'm do you at now work is with tuning people doing this because you know when you first introduced this to me and I asked you to explain it you said a lot of the work is mostly you know touching hands on what sort of things can you do remotely because you're in New Zealand and I'm in San Diego mm -hmm. give me one or two things that you might be able to introduce to me that you know that might work remotely with the mm -hmm. work that you do. Uh, so as far as um tuning into health it's um really is is the mind body connection with health so there's some breathing practices there's um to, to come into the body because a lot of us don't feel um, safe in the body we're like if we've had a lot of pain or discomfort we're, we're almost outside of the body and I personally was as well which was quite a revelation for me because I realized that I was able to feel everybody else's body really well and actually tuning into my own body I was like oh wow I haven't really been in my body really in it so and um, there's some beautiful... let, me, let me just ask a quick question there are you mm -hmm. empathic as well oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah sensitive Sometimes that, that's a heavy load i was glad when my switch kind of turned off the empath i was feeling <laughs> stuff from across the street <laughs> <laughs> you know it it's good it makes you sensitive but it it's difficult because sometimes you might get your stuff mixed up with their stuff but you said your heart helps block and clear that but that's a training that's yes. you know that's a discipline everybody doesn't have that and sometimes people are just so I don't know they're so I don't want to say needy but not self-serving I don't really know what word I'm searching for but they want to embrace they they feel that if they take on your pain or they take on your sorrow that that's really doing something from them but they get a charge off of that as well are you talking about empaths being like that or the people that well you know. you, empaths you know empaths or uh and again you've learned to be able to edit and filter everybody doesn't have that capacity so i'm sorry i just wanted to, i just wanted to kind of bring that up as you're talking about the different you know things that you're able to do remotely people need to kind of be aware of where they are in this space as well um, and know, hey, yeah. who stuff, yeah. stuff is this? Yeah, yeah, it's awareness, like you say, it's awareness of, 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 of how you're feeling, and like, like I say, our body is our compass for that. And I think um, sensitives or empaths have felt overwhelmed. Like that's the key, the key thing. We feel overwhelmed by you know others' energy or our our own experiences. Um, but the way I see it, it's all a reflection of us as well. You know, we wouldn't be in that space or we wouldn't come across that particular incident if it wasn't meant to contribute to us, to us in some way, like either an awareness of how sensitive we are or, um, or it brings up something for us. Like we, we have the reaction to it. So it's, it's our experience of it. But if we can um, be tuned in with, like I say, our heart, which smooths things out, um, and our body which guides us you know forward then we can move I'm, I'm all about moving more smoothly through experiences in life and and um, I have this um, this practice just called ease and flow because no matter what comes up if we can create some ease and some flow through it 
you know, and be guided through it, then actually it doesn't have to be a, um, yeah, a protection thing or a, mm -hmm. um, a, a big, as bigger. It doesn't have to be so deal. overwhelming. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so overwhelming. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, again, as we talked about in the beginning, people live small. Yeah. And they yeah. fail to realize the expansion and the capability and the capacity that we all hold as human beings, mm. even dealing with the subconscious mind, hypnotherapy, yes. Reiki, the, those different type of modalities. People don't realize what they're going to discover and uncover yes. as they go through this journey and this thing that we call life. So let's ask you some fun questions because this is my okay. best part of the interview. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be? Ooh, an appliance in the kitchen. I'm looking at my kitchen now. Uh, <laughs> what would I be? Oh. Oh my gosh, that's tricky. Uh, hmm. Because I'm all about, I'm looking for something with some flow in it, like some ease and some flow. And then I'm like, okay. none of those really have that. Uh, oh sure, you got ease something... flow in there. You got a you got a hand mixer in there. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. I was like, is it my NutriBullet, my little smoothie maker, yeah, or yeah. is it the yeah? Now the now the NutriBullet is exactly what you say because I have one too. It's got a charge. <laughs> it's got a spin to it. So it's I got a heart. Go. You're right. It's got a heart in the center. It's got that's a heart spinning. in the middle. That's right, and it mixes <laughs> it up. My my goal is to be the refrigerator. I live to oh. chill. That's true. That's great. Yeah. If you were a like, car, if you were a car, what kind of car would you be? Ooh. Oh. I oh. I don't know. I I can't get Tesla out of my head at the moment because I love how smooth it drives. So and my friend has one. So I'm like I'm all about the Tesla right now. All about the <laughs> Tesla. Okay. All right. I get it. If you were um, a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? Oh, I'd be a Japanese lily. A lily. It's got a beautiful scent and it's so bright and colorful and it just emerges out. Yeah, it's so pretty. Yes. <laughs> when you're just in that space, because you're, you know, still a techie, once a techie, always a techie, and you nerd out, what do you do? When I nerd out, what do I do? Uh, Techie-wise. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love um, actually doing my own website and things like that. I get a bit addicted to it. <laughs> and things like that, automating, automating things like that. That's that's usually what I do to nerd out. Yeah. I caught my daughter nerding out. She had on ears and a tail. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what in the world is this? Or she'll go to Disneyland. She's been to Disneyland. Now, she's 36 years old. She's been to Disneyland this year already 33 times oh my gosh is that nerding out going to disneyland oh, I, yeah, I love disneyland like, it's, like a, it's like a cult-like following it's like oh yeah they transform themselves they do larping they do role play it's it yeah it's a it's a different type of thing oh wow like, yeah well i do actually do um like a crazy thing i don't think i'd call it nerding out but it is a bit weird um maybe initially but i do um morning dancing 
So there's an organization here. I think you have a similar one called Daybreakers in, in the States. Um, here it's called Morning People. And um, we get up at like 6.30 in the morning and like we have fresh fruit. Um, there used to be kombucha and there's a DJ and we basically rave out. It's like I go in my yoga gear and my dance and my um, fitness gear and I go and have a kind of like a run, but it's, but it's like with a whole bunch of other crazy people in the morning. Yeah. Feel about the world now with AI and artificial intelligence. Um, hmm. the, the synchronicity or the uh, the annihilation of the human race. You know, you're again, you're you're techie in that space. Do you have a feeling about that either way? Yeah, I do, and it's so interesting because it's techie, but also, again, I am a great believer of the heart and our intuition and I know that that can't be replaced by AI like I, I there is a you know a higher intelligence and there's 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 inspiration flowing through us and creativity I actually worked um with you know um a chat GPT the other day just just to uh, I find it fun you know because it helps me structure sort of things but actually I I um I put into it my my latest you know, work or offering um, the course that I was thinking about. And I said, you know, how could you make this better? Or, you know, um, could you put this into 10 bullet points? And it actually came back and it and it had lost its meaning. Like, I was like, oh no, it doesn't get it. Oh, I'm so glad that it doesn't get it. It doesn't get that, you know, what, it, what, what inspiration has flowed through me. It didn't get it. You know, it wasn't as advanced, you know, as, as I don't say advanced, it sounds superior, but do you know what I mean? Like, I think there is always... <laughs> So much that comes through our human body like we are so vastly intelligent like our body has intelligence that's what i've learned in working with the body i could think someone has something based on what they've told me but when i feel into either their energy field or their body what i feel surprises me every single day and so i know that there's more possible than what our minds itself and what a trained um robot or computer could think of so i'm not scared of it in that way but I think it's a very interesting and evolving and I'm always open to be surprised so so who knows but I know I play with it a lot too but the Mm. more that you you know that you go in depth the more specific your questions are it's amazing the amount of content that it's been able to obtain retain and also pour it forward so it can be uh it can be scary but just like the telephone yeah it used to be where you had to plug it in and have an operator connect you now you got it in your pocket everywhere you go it's a smart device it does everything so we have to evolve as people we have to um feel the fear yet do it anyway expand feel the feel the fear and 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 dissipate the fear you know because that's what's coming up like that's what's coming up if that's fear that's coming up that's fear that can be you know, dissolved and integrated and let go of in our body. That's the invitation for us as as human beings, I feel, with anything that happens in life, whether it's AI or, you know, walking across the street or, you know, encountering someone we don't know or a situation we don't like. That's the invitation for us to to integrate that experience and to flow forward from there better. I like that. I like the invitation. And in closing, Ms. Russell, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, a legacy of tuning into the heart and feeling at ease and flow. Well, that sounds like a 
ballet recital. <laughs> <laughs> I do like dancing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here with us on the edge. Can you please tell my brains how to get in contact with you? Um, again, Rain, she can give you what you need energetically um, via Zoom, heart center, energy transmission, love. Maybe she even writes you a note. <laughs> how do they get in contact with you? Yes, so I am available at tanyarussell.com, T-A-N-I-A-R-U-S-S-E-L-L.com. And there's plenty of free resources on there to get started in tuning into the heart and into the body and into health and into flow. And you can work with me one-on-one -on -one or there's um, yeah, online courses there as well to delve into. Well, Brains, I want you to go deep. I want you to go hard. I want you to be solid, rock solid. Wherever you are, don't be like my husband says, a soup sandwich. How's that for a visual? <laughs> a mess. Uh, I want you to go in. I've been sitting here looking for my postcard, but you know where you are. I want you to love, like, share, and subscribe to On the Edge. And Tanya, love, like, share, and subscribe. Go in, delve in, pull back the layers of the onion. Cry if you have to. Open up your senses to something new, to awareness. Um, you don't always have to be this stable person. Be a little whimsical. Be a risk taker, like she did. Do something that's not comfortable. Enjoy the uncomfortable. Thank you so much for joining me on The Edge. I appreciate you and value you. If there's anything I can do for you in the future, please come back and see me, okay? You're the best. Thank you. <laughs>